I'm Kendra. I'm Michael. And this is Pizza Nerds, a podcast about making great pizza at home. Today, we are starting a new series on pan pizzas, and this is our first episode in the series. It's on Grandma Pies. Grandma Pies. We are joined by our uh, resident producer and friend, Griffin. Hi, Griffin. I'm the resident now. You're I'm the resident Griffin. now. Nice. Bye, Jason. Bye, Jason. <laughs> Jason is so happy with his baby. He is. We're just going to let him stay he's, happy. He's, he prefers me here. He does. I think he does. get a ranger. It is. So we're glad you're here. Um, all right. So we're going to start this episode with a listener question. Yes. That actually uh, goes well with the grandma, pi- grandma pie. Right. Um, so this is from a friend and listener, Pizza in the Sack. Who, if great you, username, by the way. It is Sacramento. He, he's in Sacramento. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. He's name, making though. some really good looking pizzas and documenting really, um, really well his experiments. So you should check him out if For you're sure. interested in learning more about making pizza. Um, which I assume that you are. Since you're listening to a podcast with many episodes about it. <laughs> many. Thank you're you for listening. <laughs> uh, and so, okay, so he asks uh, a question about par baking, which if you don't know, par baking is the name for, for when you uh, partially put together a, a pizza and bake it. And then like you would only put the crust and the sauce down, mm-hmm. bake it, and then finish topping it. And finish baking it. So and you kind of bake sometimes, in two sections. Can't you bake it just the crust? Yeah. Depending on the depending right. on the one. Yeah. Depending yeah. on the recipe or whatever. But the idea is par baking, partial baking. You're baking it while it's, where when it's partially assembled. Um, that way, the 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 dough itself gets cooked better, um, and then topping it and finishing the bake. It keeps your toppings from burning. Right. Which is really helpful. And then also, when it, depending on the recipe, par baking your crust, you can do it like. The like early in the day. Oh right, yep. Which is really fantastic if you want pizza quick. <laughs> yep. In fact, a lot of restaurants par bake so that they can. That's true. They can get their pizzas quicker quick, turnaround. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he asks, um, uh, what's the big difference between par baking the crust on pan or just topping it and baking it like a traditional pizza? So essentially, asking like, when would you par bake and when would you not par bake? What a great timing of a question. It's a great timing. <laughs> because today we're talking about um, the grandma-style pizza. And um, grandma pizza is one of the – Peter Reinhardt in, in his uh, Perfect Pan Pizza book, which we're going to talk about a good bit, I think, over these next few weeks. It's a great book. Um, it's a great book. Just It's pretty new. It's got really great pictures and recipes in it. Um, but he says that the uh, characteristic – like the defining characteristic of the grandma pie, which sets it apart from a Sicilian pizza, is that it is not par-baked. It gets loaded up and cooked all at once. And the grandma pie, I mean, it's really just, it's like what you think of as maybe your grandma or your mom cooking um, on a sheet pan, you know, whatever kind of, whatever toppings you want to put on it, anything goes. And cutting it into squares. It's, I mean, it's a really fun kind of pizza. It feels very nostalgic yeah. when you think about it yeah. and like very homey. Yep. Yeah. So I was really interested in cooking this uh, and, and experimenting. And the way we're going to do these next few weeks is alternating. So I mostly experimented, experimented with this one and then Kendra will take the next. Um, there the were next a lot time. of pan pizza styles. We made, we made a lot of them. And we decided to, yeah, share the load yep. rather than 
each test four different styles. So yeah. we each took two. Been, Should we give a little a preview? Of yeah, what let's we're doing? do that. Yeah. Let's do that. So the four the four types that we uh, narrowed in on for pan pizza mm-hmm. uh, are grandma style, which we're going to talk about today. Yep. Next week we will talk about uh, skillet pizza, like yep. round and skillet pizza. Yep. And then Detroit mm-hmm. and Sicilian. Yep. And so those are. All it's funny they have a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. um, but the the but also a loss a lot of differences. That is a profound statement I just made. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> but anyway, so we um, we tested a lot of recipes, and you're looking for different things based mm-hmm. on the type of pizza. And so, in terms of a grandma pie, I actually don't know much about it because you were the one who headed this up. So mm-hmm. tell me, like, what is it that you're looking for in a good grandma style pizza. So the things that we're looking uh, for the grandma pie, like I said, we're cooking it on a, a sheet pan. Um, and, and really there, there's not a lot of different, there's not a lot of distinctives about it other than it's loaded up all at once and cooked. I mean, you, there's no sort of go-to toppings. Um, you want it to be a little crispy on the bottom, uh, around the edges, get a little bit crispy, um, there's a lot of day of recipes that are good for this. Yeah. The one that I'm going to suggest is a night before, um, but it's not difficult. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty simple pizza really. So is I the guess, crust like, oh, cause I have a question. Okay. So is the crust, uh, like a, like a focaccia type thing? Like, is it bready and doughy? Is it like softer? So it's, it's, it's pretty puffy, but okay. it's surprisingly not super dense. You would okay. think, I, I guess maybe I had an association that pan pizzas just are all dense and yeah. heavy. Yeah. But this one, I just made it this weekend again to, to test it one last time this last weekend. And it has a really light like texture to it. That's okay. really nice because you do put more toppings on this than say a Neapolitan pizza. Sure. And so it's, it's nice that the bread is not overly dense and can kind of, you know, balance well with all the toppings. Yeah. Um, all right. So maybe we just walk through the recipe, please. Okay, cool. So the dough for this one, um, is, uh, like I said, it starts the night before note for the audio. Michael legit has a book. He's yeah, I do pages. have the book out. I'm going to walk through it a little <laughs> bit here. Um, uh, so this is, if you're, if you do have this book or want to, to get the perfect pan pizza book, it's the, it's the white flour dough recipe in it. Um, and so he, he uses unbleached bread flour. I just, I don't know that mine was unbleached. It was just the bread flour that I had. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it's a high hydration dough. Tell me the percentage. I think it's 73%. Okay. So what, that was pretty close to the, um, Neapolitan. I think it was. We should have. New York was more down in like the low sixties. Right. Right. Around 60%. So, yeah, I think it was somewhere in the 70s. Yeah, so it'll be a pretty wet dough when you handle it. Um, you just know that. Okay. So what you're going to do um, is you're going to – you has ba- pretty basic ingredients again. Flour, kosher salt, uh, yeast, <laughs> water, olive oil. Um, so it has oil in it. It does have oil in it. Okay. I, I think I, – I don't know for sure about yours, but I think all of the pan pizzas use oil. Don't. They don't. Not all of them. Really? Okay. Maybe I think the pan. Do, the pan. No, neither do. Neither do. Really? Neither does. Ooh, neither do. I'm neither very does. Very interested. In, neither does. I try. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, and I. We we can talk about that in those episodes because I tried both. 
Okay. And find found some differences. Okay, I'm yeah. interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Because the all the recipes I tested were were like heavy oil. Well, mine were heavy. The ones that I tested as well were heavy oil, but the oil was heavy in the being on the pan and in the bowl during the rise. Yeah, that's yes. what that's what that I'm used is to for is this like too. Yeah. The pan in the pan before, like when you put the dough in, and it kind of like fries. It's the like dough in a, a bit. yeah. It's like yeah. It's being fried. It's like in yeah, an oil yeah, bath. It's yeah. Good. But okay, so there's oil in the dough. So there's oil. It's, okay. it's not a huge. I mean, it's uh, it's two tablespoons of oh, oil. Yeah, so it's not like it's an enormous amount. Sure. But you do put more in the pan. Yeah. Uh, before you cook it. So you're just going to, you're going to mix up um, basically all the ingredients. You're going to do flour, salt, and yeast, combine that, the dry ingredients basically Mm -hmm. first. Um, The mixer works great for this. If you use a mixer, Um, you're then going to add the water. And do you want me to give like actual amounts? Nah, you know, we'll write, we'll put them on the uh, show notes. We'll do that. We'll write them out for you. So then, so you're going to combine the dry ingredients, add the water, Mix slow for like just 30 seconds, just sort of, they call it like a shaggy dough. Shaggy dough. dough. Yeah. Get that. that shaggy dough. Uh-huh. Um, then you're going to add your oil and increase the speed a little bit. Mix for another one to two minutes uh, until it kind of comes together. And then you're going to wait for five minutes. And that's sort of that autolist thing, stuff. Yeah. which really is magical. Yeah. We love that. Again, a recap of what that is. It's just letting the dough, when it comes together, sit for anywhere from five to I think the highest I've ever seen is like 30 minutes, 20. Yeah, 20? Or, okay. Maybe 30, yeah. yeah, it's not very much. Yep. And you let it sit and it just um, fully the, hydrates. It hy- hydrates yeah. the flour. Yep. Before it, kneading it. Yes. It's like that's that weight before kneading it. So it brings it together. Um, it ch- I mean, it changes the texture so much. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. So yep. really, you should be having that time like right after everything comes together. Mm hmm. Yes. Some people wait to put the salt in until mm, after that. After okay. that. And that's that's the idea is that salt and yeast don't always play well together. But it, it doesn't seem like I, – I don't know if it was in this recipe or in a different one that said there's not enough measurable difference with or without salt to make it a big deal. Gotcha. It could be if you are trying to do a dough that is more day of that you want to get some good air in. Mm-hmm more quickly if you keep the salt out because the salt mm-hmm. um, slows, down. slows down the yeast. So if you let the yeast kind of do its thing and sort of like, oh, it's it's yeah. like... Yeah, giving a little head start. Yes, yeah, so it gives yeah. it a head start. And then you add your salt and so you, it, it can it can make a little bit of a difference that way. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, so this one's a short one. It's just five minutes. And then you'll, you'll, you'll um, start basically kneading it. You could do it by hand um, or you could do it in the mixer for another minute or two. And it becomes pretty smooth and nice by that point. Did you do it by hand ever? I didn't do it by hand. Because it seems I did pretty... It all in the mixer. It's, it's wetter. Yeah. It can be... I just find that one of the um, hindrances to making like breads of any sort is when you hand knead and it feels like this is so, this is so wet. This is not doing anything. And it mm-hmm. just becomes more frustrating than mm-hmm. anything else. And so with, you know, bread is a little bit different than pizza and that you sort of have to work through that wet stage. Like it's supposed to be that way. Yep. But your your end game for like a loaf of ciabatta is different than for pizza. Mm-hmm. But if you're worried about you don't have to be a purist in kneading if it keeps you from being frustrated. Just leave it in the mixer. It's totally. going to be fine. That's what I do. Yeah. Touching dough angers me so much. Does it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, it's like therapy I'm, for me. I, I love made it. I made bread last week. I, we make like this little no knead recipe every week during the winter, really. And I pulled out a loaf this past week, 
and it was the last <laughs> loaf and it was so wet and I like had to put more flour on it like seven times. Like I'm so sick of this bread. I Your brow is it. so furrowed right <laughs> I now. Threw it on the, I threw it on the paper. I was like, I'm yeah, done we with this don't, thing. Bread does not deserve your anger. Pizza does not deserve your anger. Like we just, so do whatever you need to need. That's right. <laughs> to <laughs> nice. not be angry at it. And if that means keeping the dough in the in the mixer. Or going to counseling. Please do that. <laughs> or please, going to counseling. <laughs> please do that. Okay. Okay, so you Autolus, need again. Yep. And then what's the rise like? Okay, so then uh so then the next step is very similar to our our golden Neapolitan recipe. Okay. You remember the one that folded, right? Yes, yes. So in that one we had twenty minute um Intervals. Wait, intervals. Yes. This one is a short two to five minutes, which okay. seems like a pretty big range, mm-hmm. like relative, like to each more other. than, yeah, yeah. two and a half times length. But apparently it doesn't, it doesn't matter so much, the length. Um, in a way, I think this is like mini autolus periods. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it kind of seems like it does to the dough. Yeah. So if you listened to us when we went through the Neapolitan series, we talked about how you fold fold this dough on itself and then wait and then fold it again and how over a series of these folds the dough like transforms it's so fun it does the same thing here it's mm. really incredible so basically what you're going to do is you've just kneaded you're going to put it you're going to put some oil on the counter like he, i think he says like make an oil slick which is cool um, <laughs> and so you put your dough ball down in there and sort of like get some oil on your hands so that the dough is not sticking to them and flatten the dough out just a little bit, and then you're gonna pull like, pull it, away, like grab it um, with your two hands and kind of pull your hands apart from each other, and then fold in uh, your right hand, fold in your left hand, like and third, then, like an like you're folding a paper to go on an envelope. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yep, exactly. And then you're gonna do it going from the other like side. the other sides. Yep. So you're gonna eventually fold in all four sides to the middle. Yeah. Flip the dough over so that those folds are on the bottom, and sort of press it down and flatten it just a little bit and then put a bowl, like a big bowl over top of it just to kind of keep the air out. Yeah. You don't really want to put plastic wrap on it at this point because it's just going to like stick to it and be a pain. Yeah. Um, so you're going to do that little thing four times. And Which then, really is the at the most 20 minutes if you're doing the five minute interval. So yep. it's not a huge amount of time. Exactly. Like yeah. the first time you're waiting for those five minutes, you can clean your mixer bowl and you know, like the second time, clean your counter, whatever, like you can just use that time like you talked about. Yeah. Um, So then after the last one, after the four times, you're going to put it into an oiled um, bowl and cover it and put it in the fridge. I did it at first with like a tall, um, thin bowl, like a tub. Yeah. And I didn't like it as much because on the far end, it's just that it it didn't, it was kind of balled up too much and it took a lot more work to stretch it flat. Yes, yes. And so I ended up using a wider you know, like just a wider bowl. I think we have found that to be true in a lot of doughs actually. Yeah. That having it, it needs space to grow out and up. And if you only let it grow up, it's like it's having to fight too hard. Yep. And then it doesn't relax as easily. It, yeah, it's like a whole thing. So yep. sh- more shallow containers than tall. I mean, yes, you still need exactly. to have a lot of space, but yeah. Yeah. And skinny I'm, one. Definitely the, like the width of it is the most important. Yeah. Helping it along any way you can toward that eventual flat shape yeah. is going to be a good thing. Exactly. Um, so he, one of the things I ran into th- with this is that he says that um, the dough for a pan should be 32 ounces. But this... Is the, the recipe's like 36? 
seven or something? Yeah, it's a heavier it's dough. A heavier and because the first time I just used the whole thing, yeah. and it was way too much was dough too much. for yeah. the pan. Yeah. Um, even 32 seemed like kind of a lot. That is one thing, if I may, side note yeah. on pan pizza uh-huh. is um, finding the ratio of dough to pan is very important, yep. but the recipes aren't specific about it. It's really a hard thing to to find the happy the happiness. Yeah. And it's and the doughs don't, at least in in the two that I did and all the testing, the doughs are not um they're not as easily shaped mm-hmm. in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because you don't want to overwork them because you don't want to lose that air that makes it airy yep. and not very dense. But the more you move it around to try to make it fill the pan, yep. the tougher the dough gets and the yep. denser it gets. And so yep. it's kind of like a it it's not complicated, mm-hmm. but it's not as I would say it's maybe not quite as user friendly mm-hmm. because with New York and Neapolitan, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You're just whatever dough. What, yeah, you're getting it to the thinness you want exactly. and whatever size that ends up being. But in having to yeah. fit a pan, yep. is, and everybody's got different sizes and it's it's a little tricky yeah that's the thing yeah it's a little tricky is because yeah even an inch difference Mm. on a pan is like for the whole thing is a lot yeah Yeah. it is and i I wonder because i even have regular what what you would look at and think that's like a cookie sheet Mm -hmm. that are pretty different from each other yes exactly so yeah i think that's a thing so you might need to you might need to experiment a little bit right and if you if you really want to make this kind of pizza and you make it and you realize that's just way too much crust on it. It's yeah. just, it's too thick. It's like out of the pan by the time it cooks. Then next time, what the time that I did that um, was actually when I took it out of the fridge. But I think, I think that might be the time to do it. Cause mm. by the time you finish the folding thing, you kind of want to put that in the fridge as a whole. I think. I think that's true. Yeah, you don't want to mess. You mean for the bulk rise? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to mess around with it. Yeah. And I, I will. I don't remember which particular um, type of pizza I did this for, and it might have it might have been the Sicilian, which we'll get to in a mm-hmm. later episode. Mm-hmm. But um, I did try to cheat the system, okay, by doing the bulk rise in the pan. Oh, okay. Like 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 flatten like letting it. Like just go flatten, and like putting it in the sheet pan, like after you would do the folds or whatever it is. And I didn't do a recipe that had the folds, but yeah. like once it's done, rather than doing a bulk rise, I was like, what do I just put it in the pan? I wonder what happened. Like on the olive oil. Yeah. It didn't work, guys. Because it, it just like absorbed the oil. It didn't have anywhere to go. Like it was there was no there were no boundaries. Uh-huh. And so it was like you know, out of the pan. <laughs> it was like it didn't quite know what to do with itself. And it was weird. So um that is the <laughs> one yeah, I feel like that's one of the down it's not a downside. It's just an unexpected challenge maybe yeah. of and the I, ratio of dough to pan. Yeah. And I was even thinking as we were beginning to talk about this tonight, I was like, oh, man, cooking in a sheet pan just begs for like a rolling pin. Even though yeah. don't use a rolling pin. Sure. If you haven't listened to other episodes, don't use a rolling pin. But it just begs for it because it's like, well, how do I, how do I, get, how it? Do I get it to yes. like stretch to this corner? And yeah. oh, it's like not in that little like corner-ish area there. How do mm-hmm. I... Yeah. Well, funny you should ask that. <laughs> that is the next step to this pizza. So you you will have um, done the folding, put it in a container to bulk rise, 12 to 72 hours is what he says okay. um, in the fridge. Did you do any comparison from... Did I you did notice 24 hours okay. both times okay. and, or somewhere close to that. Yeah. Okay. And it seemed great. Um, so then what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to pull it out... Um, and this is similar to the 
Neapolitan, longer time out of the fridge before you bake is going to pay off mm. for the stretching. Nice. Which is the same thing we found with that Neapolitan one that we loved. It's a very similar dough, even though it came from different places and everything. Um, so you're going to uh, oil your pan with, with pretty liberally mm-hmm. with olive oil. I think they say like another one or two teaspoons, uh, tablespoons, sorry. And um, so you're going to put the the whole, um, the whole, you know, mass bulk of that dough. This is where I cut off some of it. Okay. I weighed it at this point right before I put it on the pan. Here he is with realized it was like five again. ounces to what? Here he is with his scale Here he is again. With the scale. You gotta weigh your dough balls, <laughs> <laughs> folks. Weigh the dough balls. But in this case, it's way less I important will... <laughs> for New York style. I, I will totally admit it is, it is an unnecessary step for New York. For this, though, it, I feel like it's actually it really is, important. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, he, he says 32 ounces. I think for the pan that I was using actually like 30 ounces might've mm-hmm. been better. So you can just experiment like with that. But once you get the weight that you want, you're going to put it into that pan and you're going to do the first of several, um, spreads, but you're going to do it with your fingertips. He just calls it dimpling it. And you're sort of like pushing in with your fingertips, not super hard and just starting to sort of like work it out toward the edges. And, um, and put some oil on top of the dough as well, and yeah. it'll make it a little easier to spread and keep it from drying out. And so you're going to do that and then wait for like a half an hour and then do it again. Do it again. It'll like relax in between each one of those. The The sort of timeline thing to keep in mind is that um, you need it to you need to not touch it for about two and a half hours before you bake it. Yeah. So however long you need before that two and a half hours. So let's just play out a timeline. If you're going to cook them at six, you need to at three thirty stop touching it. Mm-hmm. So if you need like an hour and a half to stretch it out, which might be a pretty good guess, then you really need to start at two o'clock with that first spreading at two thirty. do it again a little bit at three, do it a little bit. And you might do it one more time at three thirty, and then leave it um, with plastic wrap around it. And by that time it's pretty close to the edges. And even if it's not completely, that's okay. Like if you're dough is not tight in all of those edges. Don't worry about it. I actually think that's preferable to what, what will happen if you do it too much is that it'll almost start to fold over itself a little bit, which creates these weird, like kind of dense corners and yeah. stuff. I don't know if you experienced that. I did a little, and it was kind of like, if you, if you take it all the way to the corner, if you sort of force it in to fully match the shape, yeah. other than the possibility of density, uh-huh. um, it also doesn't have like the dough doesn't really have anywhere to go mm-hmm. when it's baking, which is part of what makes it feel like oh this is so much dough, um, yep. and so it's sort of nice. Like I I found that if I couldn't quite get it to the edge, it was going to end up just fine mm-hmm. because it it had a little work a little place yeah, to and go. it does swell and kind of grow in as the it oven bakes. yes yep. as it bakes yes as it, yep. So that's great. So then you're gonna that's it. You're gonna leave it to sit for two and a half hours. And then this is like we said at the beginning with the par baking where you'll just, t- you'll do everything then you'll, you'll put your sauce on, you'll put your cheese on toppings. He calls for mozzarella cheese to be sliced and covered before the sauce. Um, so he does a whole layer of sliced mozzarella, then put sauce on. Then he says you can put on toppings and even more cheese. mozzarella cheese if you want. Yeah. Um, so it like insulates the dough. Oh, does it keep it from getting soggy? I, I, I guess? think there's some, there's a reason for going with the cheese under the sauce. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, that's what I was guessing. It had something to do with how well the crust bakes. On well, the especially since it's so much thicker yep. than usual. And does it bake? What temperature does it bake at? It Is bakes, it still 500? Um, yes. Because he... it's kind of like if it, you would think, I would think, if I was using my, if I was using my pizza baking intuition, I would actually say that a thicker, like just from not par-baked crust, especially in a sheet pan like that, if I put it in at 500 or 550, mm-hmm. it would it would burn or the toppings would burn, the cheese mm-hmm. would burn mm-hmm. before it was done. Like it just feels like it would be doughy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that my intuition would be like, we'll do it at 450. And so I'm just curious. 450 is what he calls for. Oh, I'm so smart. Look at that. That is definitely <laughs> a pizza nerd award. But you're not supposed to say it. You called me out for that. I know I did. I was already giving it to you. You didn't even have to say it. Okay, okay. I'll edit out my gloating. Let's continue to shame her about this. It was it was given to you. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for the pizza dirt award. But no, you're right. 450 is what he calls for. And so you 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 top the whole thing, put it in. Um, you're going in for, let's see, eight minutes. And then he calls for you to turn the pan and do another eight to 12. I actually ended up doing more like on the high end of the second bake. I found that with everything I did for pan pizzas, it was always longer than they called for. Or at least like the, definitely the high end of the range. Now, was that for the bottom? It was for the bottom. Well, no, not always. I think like there were a couple that I pulled out and I was like, well, I mean, it looks sort of, like what it's supposed to on the edge, okay. but it was it wasn't raw on the inside, but it was not. There was there was a gum line. It was yeah. not. It was not quite could have been better. It could have been yeah. better. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's good to know. So definitely pay attention in these recipes to the time, but know that you might need more baking time than what they call for. And because it's thicker, it is hard to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like with a Neapolitan or New York. Like if the bottom's cooked, it's kind of like pancakes. You know, like when you're making pancakes, roll with me here. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you're making pancakes, if once you flip to that second side, once the second side is browned, it's done. They're done. Right. Because it's cooked most of the way. And so it's that, it's that way, I think a little bit more with New York and Neapolitan, Mm -hmm. but with the pan pizzas, it's it's harder to tell. It is definitely harder to tell. And so I would, I think it's better to, would you say it's better to overcook it than undercook it? I think so. For an experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. And maybe we'll talk about this later, but. In some ways, I thought pan pizzas would be the simplest pizzas because they're too. like the every the every the every home man. Kitchen, yes. yeah, right? like home kitchen pizza. Yeah, but to make a good pan pizza is actually pretty hard. It really is. Not it, that it's easy to make the others, but you're right. I mean, there's something very like um, transparent about a New York style pizza. Like yeah. it's very easy to just lift up a of the bottom and see what's happening underneath. And yeah, it's it's difficult. The pan pizza is hard. Yeah, it is. And we'll go into, um, I don't know that we mentioned this in the beginning. After we do these um, four specific episodes on the four specific types, Mm -hmm. we'll do one like kind of a recap episode at the end where we kind of like... Reflect on the reflect. thing. Reflect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pan pizza yeah. reflections. So I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> no, it's fine. But like yeah. I'm saying, like there actually are some surprising things I think that we both learned yes. from this yep. that I, I didn't expect. That's so, good. Yeah, we'll get to um, that. The, the last thing I'll say about this, because that's how that's the end of it, um, but he calls specifically for chopped fresh oregano on this, on the top, and it is so good. I so good. mentioned fresh oregano, if you recall, in, in the our last episode, episode, in the toppings oh, episode. Oh, yeah. And fresh oregano, man, there's nothing like it. It does not taste it's like dried at un- all. It's magic. Yeah. 
I love heavy oregano in sauce too. Yeah. But man, that fresh oregano. It's something else. It's worth a try. Great. Even if you like, I feel like that's one of those ingredients as like, especially if you have kids who might be, you know, they just want like simple things Mm -hmm. for you to elevate like your regular pizza night Mm -hmm. by just trying one thing. You don't have to buy like a bunch of different ingredients and prep things. Yeah. Just throw a fresh oregano on your pizza and see what happens. And it's like, it transforms it. It's so, so good. Also, um, for oregano is really easy to grow. I it like I put it in a pot almost and too. neglected it badly this <laughs> summer, and to the point that I actually thought that the 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 pot was empty, oh, and nice. I just went back to check, and it was fully like growing on Friday night when I made this. Oh, that's so it's good! Like I've got oregano in my own backyard. Put on this thing. I will say, put it in a pot and not in the ground, like I once did. Oh yeah, took over my life. Oh, it's that. It's yeah, that. Oh, it was. It's like a, it's that it's like survivor. It is a survivor. It's, <laughs> it's like, like mint. Yeah, no, mint, take you, over you everything. Regret, you will regret so, planting mint for yes. the rest of your life. Please, yeah. please plant it's it in a pot. Twenty feet away. <laughs> yeah. Your yard smells good though. Yeah, yeah, plant it in a pot. All right, so that yeah, so that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the grandma pie. Super fun to try. Okay, uh, one out of ten. What do you give it? Uh, I'm probably. Just from like, a style a, perspective. Oh, as a style. Okay. Yes. I'm probably a no higher than a six, probably. No higher than a six. Maybe a seven. Okay. It's definitely not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say this this recipe is my I probably tried five or six. Mm-hmm. And this one's definitely I feel great about recommending it. It's it's solid. Um yeah, it's a good pizza. Yeah. It's just not my favorite style. style. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you for the grandma. Hi. Yeah. Education. I will say I am slightly disappointed that you didn't like Grandma Pie more because you were really excited about Grandma Pie in the beginning. I know I was. So it kind of bumps me out a little bit that it didn't pay off. I think I was excited about it because I didn't quite know what it was. I just heard the term Mm -hmm. and I was excited to and just curious about what it was. Um, But, you know, I, I think it's just not that unique or... Special. <laughs> I feel bad saying that. You're not that special. You're not that special, <laughs> even if you have grandma Just in your name. And but, it did, I definitely didn't have the feeling like when we nailed the Neapolitan recipe mm, of like, oh my gosh. Or is, even the New York when yeah. we got when we found that one. Yeah. Of just thinking like this I is can't it. believe we made this pizza yeah. in our house. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I didn't feel that way. I do wonder over time as um and I would be curious if other people have this experience because I have had this particular recipe, not in a grandma style, not baked the same way, but uh-huh. it is a great dough. Like it's such yep. a solid, dependable dough. Yep. And um, again, we will put that um, in the show notes at um, pizzanerds.co. But um, the thing that, you know, I wonder as we like sort of learn its, you know, its complexities mm-hmm. and it's like little diva tendencies mm-hmm. um, and like, oh, this is, this pan needs 30 ounces instead of 32. Like every time you sort yes. of make it, you can kind of learn how to adapt it to your own life. So it's, it becomes like a beloved part of your repertoire rather yeah. than, you know. No, that's good. You can learn from it more. And I know there's people out there who love pan pizzas mm-hmm. and that's great. So I think this is a very solid recipe if you're if you're one of those. My husband is one of them. He's very he's very much enjoyed the pan pizza testing. Nice. 
So I'm glad that, because the other kids are like, Mom, this pizza is so thick. I'm like, yeah, I know, babe. It is. Because our faithful pizza he tester, is. man. He's, he's like, like, I'll never get I'll tired never of it. Tired. <laughs> he's so happy. Just feed it to me. It's great. I love it. It's great. Well, okay, so that'll do it for this episode. Um, next week, we will go into our next uh, style, which is going to be skillet pizza. Yep. And uh, look forward to having you join us then. You can find um, this uh, recipe that Michael talked about and anything else at the website, pizzanerds.co. And please follow us on Instagram at pizzanerdsco, especially if you start making uh, pan pizzas. Because usually in the other two series, we kind of Mm -hmm. like give you the recipes up in the beginning, but kind of go through the different components. Mm -hmm. But this one, like, here you go. Like, you can just make it. So if you try to make grandma... Uh, pizza, we would really like to see it. So, and you might make it much better than we did. You and actually one hundred percent can. So, yeah. follow us on Instagram at Pizza Nerds Co. Thanks so much for listening, for following along, for your questions, and just uh, hanging with us. We are glad you're Pizza Nerds, and we'll see you next week. Bye. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's more. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's more. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's more. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's some more.